Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this Taylor, fly ball to left. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Nothing hurts than watching your team get eliminated from postseason play. Chris Taylor, a walk-off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. The Rich Eisen Show. Playoff baseball will find your weaknesses. Heck of a baseball game. Everybody got a chance to watch. One swing of the bat. Dictate of the night. Earlier on the show, Ravens defensive end Calais Campbell. Still to come. Former MLB executive David Sampson. Plus, former Raiders CEO Amy Trask. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here from Los Angeles, California, where all the Dodger fans nailed were bitten down to the cuticles last night in a walk-off ninth inning, bottom of the ninth victory against the St. Louis Cardinals in a wild card game, setting up the Giants and the Dodgers having at it uh, in the playoffs. Two 100-win teams having at it in the playoffs. So much conversation, and you can see back and forth on the old Twitter machine about the um, TBS broadcast saying last night that this is the first time the Giants and Dodgers have ever played each other in the postseason. You're sitting here going, well, of course that makes sense because the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers have always been in the same division and way before wild cards, you couldn't make the playoffs if you missed your division win, right? And then when the wild card started, you remember they had that rule that you could not play your division right. opponent in the first round, mm-hmm. even if they came out of, the, even if they were the wild card, the first matchup would not be because there are three divisions that one wild card team, best record that didn't win the division out of all three divisions, they didn't want the first matchup to be, you know, a divisional matchup. But now when they're playing each other and there's two wild cards and they they just said, screw it, we're just not going to deal with that anymore. It is what it is. And um, so thus the Giants and Dodgers are playing each other. And I'm thinking to myself, did they never play each other, you know, back in the New York days? And... I was told by my friend who has texted me that um, in 1951, there was a three-game playoff to get to the World Series. You know, that shot heard around the world? Three-game. And then in 62, it was the same thing. And those games back in the day counted towards the regular season standings and results. They were essentially a game Uh, 163 back in those days. Interesting. This is the first time, like, for real, it's a playoff series. They have played in, like, you know, loser goes home three game sets before semantics that said a 100 win team is not making the championship series round in the national league and uh when do the when does the uh when do the rays have their way with the red sox chris when does that start when does that one roll 
Well, Boston takes a 1-0 lead tonight. Ah, <laughs> because I don't follow American League Baseball anymore. I'm totally Eastern confused. In Tampa, Florida. Okay, and uh, it's uh, uh, tonight Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, Erod. He's been pitching well. Against lately. Shane McClanahan. What's the over-under on how many innings McClanahan? Uh, would, is it like a third, third, third inning? You take the under on that? I would put that at like one and a third. And why does it annoy me so much the way the Rays play baseball? Well, because you're a traditionalist. That's why. You want the pitcher to last at least seven You're innings. You're a traditionalist. Like just, like, just like I am when it comes to baseball. Six, so seven innings. Yeah. Get at least six. You know, in retrospect, everyone was so upset about Kevin Cash taking Blake Snell out of yeah. Game 6 of the World Series Might last cost year. cost him the title. Okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is that he pitched that long was a miracle. <laughs> that he, that right? he even made it to that the That he even made day. it to that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Well, he made it into the seventh, right? He was he was in his seventh inning of work. Right. And the fact that he even made it that far was remarkable. In retrospect. Yeah. Oh, and the White Sox and, and Astros play yeah, the white, as well. Yeah, the White Sox get the Houston Texans treatment. They're at 1 o'clock, one o'clock Pacific, 4 Eastern. Everybody in Houston's got to be. <laughs> Texans always get the early one. Astros get the early one unless yeah. they're playing the Yankees. Right. Yeah. But this, I think this is more on the white. Nobody wants to see the White Sox. So the first pitch is going on, like, literally right now? No, 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 no. 1 o'clock Pacific. 1 o'clock uh, Pacific. 4 okay. Eastern. All right, yeah, yeah. And then uh, w- w- when's the Braves and Brewers? So every, all Friday. the decks are cleared in your household. Friday, yeah. How, how like, if, if you're... It's going to be crazy. You're not going to be able to talk to her. She's going to be pacing around the house. She'll have a Freddie Freeman jersey on. Okay, so let me ask you about <laughs> About Sarah Tiana, who so many people yeah. know because her comedy is fantastic. She's funny. She's popular. So let me ask you this question. Give it a choice. Sports talk radio business. Here. Okay. This is sports talk radio business. Okay. Braves, Georgia Bulldogs. For her? To win. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's She can seen, only have one win. She's seen the Braves win, so I think she would say Georgia. Okay. Well, she's going to get – Georgia's going to get a shot right now. We all know it. I mean, even if they lose the SEC championship game, they're getting in. They'll probably as long as Alabama and Georgia. Game. Half of the half of the college football playoffs yeah. been decided <laughs> right now. I mean, I think so. Not, it, I think so. The only way is if if, if somehow or Alabama or Georgia up. slip up. Yeah. Right. That's it. So half's decided. The other half, it's like like who's going to get in? The Big Ten, Cincinnati. Um, who else? Somebody who wins from the it's, if Oklahoma goes undefeated, like I think if Oklahoma's right undefeated, Oklahoma's in. That's why I have eight people. Have eight, have eight. Because if, if, if half's already decided, let's make the half beef worth four and get four more people on a round robin. Let's go. Yes. No, like I said, I've come around. I'm with you. Please. I want twelve. Uh, meanwhile, um, something that Sarah would also know uh, that uh, Chris Brockman has pissed somebody off. Um, all the Browns fans are upset. Let's take a couple of them right now. Uh, JC in Washington State, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, JC? Hey, Rich. What's up? Um, earlier, you guys were talking about uh, redrafting Jason the twenty. 20- yes, re- redrafting and the 2018 redrafting. quarterback class. I, yes, sir. I still, I still believe uh, Josh Allen definitely over Lamar Jackson. Okay, Just, it did take him a little bit of time, but I believe you guys were correct there. But to say Baker Mayfield isn't um, worthy there, is, I just think is kind of a little ludicrous just because of how far along he's come. No, no. And, I mean, Hold on a second, I mean, JC. I mean, when, you you say, where, when you say worthy there, 
you think he's worthy to be included with Lamar and Josh Allen, or you think he's worthy to be a no-brainer over Sam Darnold? That's where we were having I our fault line. I think he's a no-brainer over Sam Darnold, okay. Rich. And the reason is not, not anything against Sam Darnold. I think he's doing an excellent year this year, and he should be MVP candidate. Um, unfortunately, I do believe MVP has gotten a little way from most valuable player to kind of most popular. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I think Baker Mayfield, and you look at he's been playing hurt since week two, and he's been capable of helping lead his team to where they're at. Um, I think if he if he wasn't there, their their record would definitely be flipped. You know, um, they'd be like where the Steelers are. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> my show on Peacock is so delayed. Yeah. I can't believe that this is the first time in postseason that uh, it's crazy to think postseason baseball that the Dodgers and Giants, Giants and, haven't played against. Yeah, I know. Again, we and thanks for the call, JC. I appreciate it. I mean, we just. Once again, the the, the 62 and 51 uh, games that were for the pennant, they were three game sets that were played for the right to right, win the regular season. They were not. Games. They were technically an extension of the regular season. Right. There you have it. Baker over Sam All Darnold. All right, I put up another poll. Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Baker or Sam? At Rich Eisen Show. Josh Allen running away with this early in the draft. I, well, I mean, the Bills fans are ready to roll right now. Yeah, they are. Well, no, they're I ready mean, to look, roll. I'm they're... not a Lamar lover like a lot of people, but he does have an MVP, and he the... has he is getting better. Here's here's what I'm, I'm sensing right now. Even though the man who's punching the buttons right now for our program is our resident Buffalo Bill fan, Mike Hoskins. And, and uh, Mike, I'll, I'll just say this if you don't mind. Mike, when he is here... Incredible job. Doesn't say a word. Like, literally hardly says a word. And certainly isn't going to be a chest thumper for the Buffalo Bills on that front. <laughs> He's not but, jumping off table? But no, no. Deep, inside, inside, no, just, I'm, I'm proffering to say Mike is jumping off tables right now <laughs> because all Buffalo Bills fans are ready. Here's what it is. Buffalo Bills fans right now coming into this Sunday night game, Buffalo Bills fans have spent – Watching the first week of the season, losing to Pittsburgh, wondering what the hell that was all about. But then boat racing and shutting out the Dolphins and shutting out the Texans wrapped around an impressive week three win as well for them. They are now feeling it and feel that Steelers game was just a throw it out, outlier, what have you. And now comes the moment. They have been waiting for since the AFC championship game loss to return to the spot where they went down and was proven not ready yet. Okay. Yeah. Close. Right. It's one of those things too. Like close. They, close. Yeah, nice job. Nice job. It was a higher register end of the season. Hey, you know, Hey, hey good job. There. Hey, the yeah. bills. We haven't heard from you in a while. Huh? Right. Hey, right. You know, good to see hey, you. really nice that your fans yeah. welcomed you back at the airport. That's really nice. Good That's great. Right. Oh, it's great to see. You know what? The bill, you know, the, the league's better when the bills are good. Right. Okay. Now comes though, all of that built up and the last three wins, what the bills fans have done is climbed on top of the van. Yeah. And week five Sunday night football, Bills at Chiefs, is the folding table. And 
And they are right now so confident about it, they have set that table on fire. Oh, yeah. And they are ready to leap off it, crash land through the table, stand up on Monday morning and say, how do you like us now? Think we're ready now? Think we're, we're, we're for real now? They are, they just, I mean, they are feeling it, Bills fans right now. Building. It's been building. It's been building for a quarter century. It's been building for all off season. It's been building since that week one of like, yeah, not ready yet still. Still not ready yet. I don't know if you're ready yet. You lose to the Steelers at home? I mean, not ready yet. Well, three weeks in, shutout win versus the Miami Dolphins. And then comes that win against the Washington football team. And then the shutout win against the Houston Texans. And now comes their ready for primetime moment on NBC at Kansas City. Okie doke. Oh, and by the way, nationally televised Monday night game at Tennessee right after that before bye week. So they're feeling it. They're ready. They're poised to jump onto that flaming folding table. Sunday night football is their tailgate party getting ready to jump off, take down the Chiefs, and show up, dust themselves off Monday morning in front of the whole football nation and say, how do you like us now? That's my two cents on that subject matter. And Patriot fan over there is thinking, yeah, what? So what? We are Mac and me, Jet fan, sitting over there saying, I'd love to be in a position like this. Oh, boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for my day when Zach Wilson is going to go into Kansas City and Tony Romo has already mentioned like the guy who's got that game that, that Wilson might have. The, he's got the ceiling of Mahomes. He's got that ceiling. I can't wait for Zach Wilson to show up like the Mandalorian quarterback showing up on Sunday night with many people thinking he's got a bona fide MVP candidacy. The Bills are exactly where I want the Jets to be, and I'm, I'm fully admitting it. Patriot fan with six banners licking his wounds with Tommy coming back and beating him. He can't admit that. I can easily admit that. It's, t- it's, it, it's not easy for me as a downstater to admit that. I actually made the mistake on game day morning this past week. Calling him upstate? Seeing, no, I don't oh, call him upstate. Yeah, I call okay. him Western New York. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I've been, no, I was I corrected on that front a long time ago. Oh, yeah. But we should, we're going to break. You know, it's hour four. It's been a long day already for me. <laughs> I got a lot to think about and execute that show. It's a, it's a tightrope. And I saw Saquon Barkley getting ready to take oh. on the Saints, and all I screamed was, can somebody in New York – win a football game go to break my twitter feed was a hot holy mess we're the only team in new york rich Uh, oh yeah yeah that's why i'm saying they're ready for sunday night they're poised on top of that what is it what we say a vent rv they're on the rv they're on the rv and they're looking down at they're looking down at the flaming table that is Sunday night football, and they are ready to just dive straight into it, dust themselves off Monday morning. Hey everybody, who's who's great in the AFC now? Who's the favorite to win now? We just sent to Mahomes to a sub five hundred record for the second time this year. Chiefs hadn't been sub five hundred since twenty fifteen. 
And we made them sub-500 for the second time this year on Sunday Football. How do you like us now? We're coming for Tennessee. We're, we're, we're going to settle all family business here. We're going we're gonna to take them all out. And, and uh, then what? That's what they're going to feel like Monday. I'm going to stir the pot if they beat oh. KC. Oh, yeah. You got to change your pick. Are you? No, I'm Buffalo already. Oh, okay. What? You think that now KC is like? Little, no, it's we you're not going to change. You're not going to if Buffalo no. comes in and like really beats them. Mike, oh, Rich and I going to change our pick. Mike, yeah. Mike, are you guys going to get off that? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Mike. You are asking. Oh, yes. You are asking a guy who last year yes. in 2020, prior to the season, predicted that Tom Brady in his first year out of New England in his new spot was going to win the Super Bowl. And then they went 7-5 and five and given a chance <laughs> on Thanksgiving weekend to mulligan off of them. I took it. Like a moron. No more. You no just more. didn't really believe I'm, in your pick. That's I'm going down with ships. And that's not a bad ship to go down. Yeah. And as you know, no, 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 no. as Casey's you know, phenomenal. I predicted two weeks ago, Chiefs are losing only once more in the regular more. season. Oh, oh, it's a big see. Sunday night game. Oh, man. Big Sunday nighter. Wow. <laughs> so this is your one. Yeah, that's, right. is, this is your yeah one. that's not my one. No, what was your one? I haven't told you what my one no. is. I don't need to tell you what my one is. And Rich, to be fair, Zach Wilson's more like Baby Yoda because he's little. Okay, Ooh. right. He's sipping tea. Yeah, he's, he's, he's sipping tea, tea. Looking at all his London tea. Yeah. He's sipping London tea this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, lab. Yes, he's sipping London tea. He's at Claridge's right now. Baby Yoda's at Claridge's right now. <laughs> Hello, Captain. Okay. Okay. Josh Green. Allen's the Mandalorian. Then, then you know Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Zach Wilson's face like, like Baby Yoda. with clotted cream. At Claridge's right now, I get it. All good. I can admit it though. I want the the Bears, the Bills are exactly where I want the Jets to be. Going into a Sunday nighter yeah. with a quarterback who will look Mahomes in the face and say, "I got this for my team." And Bills fans think this is their moment. They're ready. Oh, I can't wait. Big game Sunday night. Let's take a break. We'll talk some baseball later on in this hour. I will give you not one, not two. Not three, but four teams that must win in week number five in the NFL. But when we come back, former baseball executive David Sampson will join us to talk about what's going on in the baseball playoffs and what's to come. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls. A highly entertaining contest here in Los Angeles last night with Chavez Ravine, and it's now going to be Dodgers at Giants, and the winner of that will take on the winner of the Braves and the Brewers and the American League. We got games today. We got uh, the Astros and the White Sox, and then later on tonight, um, somebody and uh, somebody else from the American League East. As you know, I don't wow. follow baseball yeah, yeah. anymore after the Yankees got one and done on Tuesday night. I snapped the television off and I swore off the sport until last night. Yeah, Chris, I had to explain to Rich yeah, what baseball so, was yesterday. Yeah, really I was hard. wondering, like, I don't understand. Defense has the ball? <laughs> what? The switch? What switch? Joining us here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show is a former longtime executive in Major League Baseball of the Marlins organization. Now in the media, he is David Sampson here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I don't follow baseball anymore. Did you? <laughs> after Tuesday, I stopped. I stopped following the sport. So I don't uh, blame you. Why would you? Because why would you put your any hopes on the Yankees when you knew exactly what was going to happen? Well, I had a sense that the Yankees would not make it to the World Series. I did not think Garrett Cole would last six outs. That I didn't see coming. I'll be very honest with you, David. Why did you think that this was a, a result that would uh, that was uh, foretold? Because that? the Yankees have a great lineup on paper, but they can't score runs. Garrett Cole has a great contract on paper. He makes a ton of money, but at the end of the day, without foreign substances, he's far less effective. He's not really an ace. And so you're going up against a team, the Red Sox, that are just better in almost every way, just with players too many people have never heard of. It's sort of like the Rays. No one's heard of those players, but they're the best team in the American League. So uh, are you saying Garrett Cole is uh, not going to be the same pitcher because the sticky stuff is no longer allowed? Is that truly what you are saying, David Sampson? (laughs) I am saying that the New York Yankees are working very closely with the commissioner's office, and they are trying to develop a foreign substance that is agreed to by the union as part of the new collective bargaining agreement, and they are testing that substance by calling up Garrett Cole and saying, hey, do you like this one? Do you like that one? Because we got to do something. So that's what you're saying. Um, what are you hearing about the baseballs that were used in the Olympics that come out of the box tacky enough that uh, for pitchers to, to feel like the grip is similar to what was not illegal? What do you think? I think it's it's critical. So when, when I'm running a team and I speak to my players, they don't want to get hit in the head with the baseball. They want the pitchers to have a grip. And if you look at the weather that happened with the Red Sox-Yankees game, um, Cole wasn't sweaty. And when you combine sweat and rosin, which you can use your rosin bag, you're going to get a better grip. But Cole wasn't able to do that because it wasn't very hot. And look what Scherzer did last night as an example. He was schwitzing from, like, the warm-up. <laughs> And so when Cole's not doing that, you know he's going to have a problem. And any type of ball that they're going to come up with, 
is going to be to the advantage of not just the pitchers but also the hitters because hitters want to be able to get in the box and dig in and not worry about getting beamed by someone with no command throwing 98. So uh, short of bringing his personal uh, steam room to uh, Fenway Park or any place where he goes, this is the new normal for Garrett Cole and the Yankees ace that's on there on the hook for for 300 million Steinbrenner dollars is what you're saying, David Sampson. I was looking. Thank you for continuing to repeat my name. Yes. I like that. You You're welcome, sir. The Twitter handle. You can talk about the show, nothing personal. But yes. I think what we're trying to talk about is when you sign a pitcher to a long-term deal the way the Yankees did, you have to expect better but you also know what you're getting. And what you're getting is the possibility of greatness, but the probability of mediocrity. And that is not common to just the Yankees. It's common to all of these free agent signings where they just don't work. Max Scherzer is the exception, not the rule, where his seven-year deal has been great. But the next team that signs Scherzer, if the Dodgers re-sign him and go against the way Andrew Friedman is, they're not going to get the old Max Scherzer, they're just going to get an old Max Scherzer. So what if the Steinbrenners called you up like right now, let's just say that happened, just wave a wand, what would you counsel them to do with this Yankee team roster, et cetera, manager? What would you counsel them to do? Uh, They're going to have to get another manager and they're going to have to get another general manager. It's time to make a change. Uh, They've had a good run. Brian Cashman's been amazing. He's got World Series, but he keeps trying to build the team the same way and they build a team to get to October. They do not build a team to get through October. And you want to take one-year flyers on Corey Kluber and Talon and all these guys? I'm happy for you to do that. That's sort of what we did with the Marlins. When you're the Yankees, you want to be better than that. You don't want to have to rely on what could be but what likely won't be. You don't want to try to catch lightning in a bottle. You're the Yankees. Come on. You've got to do better. You need more pitching. And if Cashman doesn't want to go that direction and Steinrenner doesn't want to go over the luxury tax threshold, then you guys are never going to get another World Series. Former Miami Marlins president, host of the Nothing Personal podcast, at David P. Sampson on Twitter and Instagram, David Sampson, here on The Rich Eisen Show. How was that? Was that reset to your liking, David? It's a, you, you have a good producer. That was really an outstanding reset. You know, Thank David, you so David, no, no offense, nothing personal, but I did that myself. <laughs> Um, you know, so is that so you can save money by not paying your people around you a lot? So you do all of your reads and you prepare all of it. Mm. I like that. That's good planning. You know what? There's an eye in Rich and Eisen. I do have a terrific team around me and I will always give them credit because that's the type of professional I am. But, um, I understand that you want to give me the credit and I'll take it. I'll take it and run with it. So you, you mentioned the Yankees were a team that was built to get to October, not through October. Which team is built to get through October that is still playing in this month? Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. They're a team that you may not be able to name 10 people on their roster. They're starting three rookies in a row against the Red Sox, and it's possible they're going to sweep the Red Sox. I think they probably will sweep the Red Sox. You can get 460. It's plus 460 for them to sweep, and that makes me smile. Because they're a team that no one wants to think is good, but they have the smartest front office in baseball, and they have no emotion. And that is what you need to be successful in sports. You can't listen to the media. You can't listen to fans. You have to have zero allegiance to anything other than winning. And to do that, you have to trade players a year too early, not a year too late. And Tampa does that perfectly every single time. I can't stand the way they play, David. I'll be honest with you. I can't stand the four outfielders and the shifting and the guy sitting in right field who's usually right around second base. I can't stand the openers. 
I can't stand it. It's just not the way I want to watch baseball. I'll be honest. I'm a traditionalist. I might be a dinosaur at age 52. I might be a naysayer, but it just drives me nuts. It's not something I really, really want to see. So the question is, what's your goal, right? So if you're running a team, is your goal to satisfy an aging demographic who is just going to die out at some point soon? And by the way, I'm right there with you at 53 years old. Okay. Or is your goal to get rings and somehow get interest in younger people who want more action? Like last night's game, four hours and 15 minutes. Great game. I watched every minute of it because that's what I do. But it's really hard to get people to do that. So what do you do? You have to do anything to make the game more efficient and have more action. So therefore, do we get rid of the shift? Do we do everything that you're saying? Make it so you can't do an opener. Make it so you have to keep a pitcher in for three batters, by the way, which they do, and it doesn't impact the pace of play at all. Games were the longest they've ever been this year. So what changes can we make? And the answer is, I would say anything, including changing the batting order, letting people hit whenever they want to in the ninth inning. If you're down a run, let Aaron Judge hit three straight times or Stanton. Anything, because you, the traditionalist, Rich, Mm -hmm. you're a dying breed. You know what, David? Um, I don't appreciate that, but I appreciate it at the same time. I'm conflicted. I'm not going to lie. So when you say that, though, I mean, there has to still be some semblance of an order for all of this to work in my mind. Maybe, again, I'm, I'm wrong. But how would you combat it? Like, Because the, the, the Rays seem to have taken an approach here where they see where the rules are and they're just screwing with it. Basically, the way that I'm seeing they just they, they have taken a totally different approach with a slide rule and a protractor and, and allow the, the, the manager to figure out you know a little bit of the gut and feel, I guess. Do they allow Kevin Cash to figure out the gut and feel at all or no? No, there's no gut. There's no feel. Were you the guy back in high school that you'd be all angry when someone would get a 95 on an exam and not study where you had to study really hard to get the 95 and that would make you jealous even though they were more efficient? Mm. Yes, I was that guy, David. I was that guy. So I I hear you and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I used to be that guy and then I went to therapy, which I still do, and I'm working (laughs) toward not being that guy anymore because if I can get the 95 and not do any work, or outwork or be smarter than everyone around me and get the desired result I want, which is wins, rings, and money, not necessarily in that order, it means I'm doing something right and you're doing something wrong. So, David Sampson, Nothing Personal Podcast, CBS Sports (laughs) here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's called a reset for radio purposes, David. Um, So what what would you do to build a team to beat the Rays? Which team is the best equipped to beat the Rays then this year? Out of all uh, I think not until the World Series. I think the Brewers, with their rotation, again, with players you may not know, but the Brewers have quite a bullpen, except for Devin Williams. Can you imagine, when I was president of the yeah. team, I had some players who got injured with self-inflicted injuries right. when they lost their tempers. or We would always announce it differently to the media. We'd say, oh, they tripped on the stairs, or oh, they were playing with their kid. Yeah. Or we'd, we'd make up anything because we wouldn't want to acknowledge the fact that they punched a wall right. or did something so stupid. So without Devin Williams, the Brewers may have a small problem because he's their setup guy, but they've got a great back end of the bullpen, a great rotation, and a lineup that's good enough, and that could be good enough to beat the Rays. But I think that's probably going to be your World Series is Rays-Brewers, which is a real snooze fest 
for people who don't like baseball. So why won't, why won't the Dodgers make it back? Did the Giants knock them out? I mean, the Dodgers were the team that actually went through that analytics, you know, uh, heartless, no gut, no feel wall last year when Snell came out and jumped all over, um, you know, the result. I mean, they're the ones who have got through it last year. Why not this year? Well, the Dodgers are financial bullies. And I'm 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 jealous of them because they've got money. They have money to cover up mistakes that they make in signings and in trades. Because if someone stinks, you just release them or get rid of them. And then the Dodgers actually can make trades. We would trade with the Dodgers. We give them our overpaid players. They'd be happy to take them, and we'd be happy to lower our payroll. But they'd want something in return, like prospects or international bonus money or something to give them an advantage. So they really are bullies. And the reason why they're not going to get past the Giants is that the Giants are just a better team, and they're having career years from more players than the Dodgers have. I've never seen anything like what the Giants did this year. When you've got six or seven guys having career years at the same time, it's like my dream. And in 18 years, it only happened for me once. So I guess uh, uh, one last one for you here, uh, since you you're, you believe uh, it'll be Rays versus Brewers uh, in the World Series. Let's look over the steering wheel here um, with the, the Los Angeles Angels, sir, with two of the most generationally talented players to be on the roster at the same time. Obviously, there's injuries and whatnot. Otani and Trout, what in the world do they do? They got Rendon as well. I mean, Otani's already made, you know, a couple of uh, ripples saying he wants to win. I'm sitting here wondering if Trout would want off this ship if given a chance. What happens, do you think, David, with all that? So I believe Otani has already agreed to an extension with the Angels. I think when he signed with the Angels that he had been told that he'd get to go two ways and that he would get a long-term deal, even though the commissioner's office made it very clear in memos to all of us that we could not offer Otani anything other than the allowable money under the international signing bonus pool. So Otani can say he wants to win. All players say that. Giancarlo Stanton said to me, David, I just want to win. I said, how's 325 over 13? He said, winning, winning, I'll take the 325. (laughs) So here's why Trout is an angel, because he's in L.A., not bad, good weather, 72 and sunny, Mm -hmm. and oh my God, he's getting paid $400 million. So Otani can say he wants to win all he wants, but he will be an angel. The problem with the Angels, again, they don't have enough pitching. When Andrew Heaney is your opening day pitcher or counted on to be at the top of your rotation, uh, you got a problem. And so the Angels have to be in the free agent market, and they have to get established pitching because they are wasting Trout's years, and it is so sad for Major League Baseball that he has never won a playoff game in his entire career. Terrible. Well- well, David, uh, just to wrap this up, David Sampson, um, uh, I don't believe you've been on this show before. You and I haven't spoken uh, very much before, and I have heard your material. So I ask this uh, question uh, not lightly at all. Are you out of Fs to give, David Sampson? Are you completely, like, fresh out of Fs to give, David? Oh, I've got a plethora of Fs. I will never stop being an F about all this stuff. But what you're saying is, do I want to work in baseball again? And the problem is, I did it for 18 years. I won a World Series, yes. built the ballpark, traded players, signed players, sold the yes. team to Jeter. I don't. I love what I'm doing now in the media. I love my show, Nothing Personal. I love working with Jerry. I love the whole package. <laughs> so I have no interest in going back. And the problem with all the talking heads yes. on, 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 on TV yes. is they really don't know what they're talking about because they've never done it. 
So I've done it, and I'm willing to talk about it. David Sampson, uh, look for my call one more. Oh, Brockman, oh, yeah. the mass hole here is really enjoying big, big this fan. immensely. <laughs> <laughs> David, thanks for the call. Look for my call again, sir. We'll chat throughout the office if you're available and up for it. Thanks for the call. I'm holding my breath. See ya. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, David Sampson. Okay. So, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Because I didn't take physical notes. Right, of course. Um, Garrett Cole was using the sticky stuff. Oh, yeah. And the Yankees know he's a far different pitcher without the sticky stuff. Mm -hmm. When it was a cool night in Fenway. It was. Or a coolish night in Fenway. Raining. Unseasonably cool in Fenway. Yep. And wasn't a warm night and Cole wasn't sweating. He was toast. Because he couldn't mix his sweat with, with the, the rosin, rosin and, and yeah. thus didn't have the full command that he would have. And the Yankees know this and are working with Major League Baseball directly about what can eventually be used to get the grip to make Cole back into the pitcher that they signed for all that money. And going back and forth, shuttle diplomacy between Major League Baseball and Cole himself to find the exact substance that the Yankees can find to make their investment as sound as it appeared to be when they signed him. Am I correct with what he said? That is exactly okay. what he said, yeah. Did he also say that even though the Major League Baseball commissioner expressly told all teams yes. that when you speak to Otani, mm -hmm. it's for this contract, you cannot have any sort of agreement verbal or otherwise, about what's coming on after this contract. And he says the Angels blew past that anyway <laughs> yep. and said, not only will we let you be a two-way star here like you want, mm -hmm. but you've got an extension already, and this is what we're going to talk about once we that's can. the time. So right. you could talk about wanting to win all he wants. This thing's decided he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Trout's not going anywhere is he's taken all this money over winning himself. Yes, that's what he said. Got yeah. it. I think I got all of that right. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's just two of the items. That's just that's just uh, the Yankees and Angels. I'm going to die soon. I'm a dinosaur. Uh, He's going to die a, soon. Yeah, well, you're a dinosaur. Okay. Well, he said that you know. Well, you're, you're dying off. Okay. Right. Right. Maybe yeah. I took that too personal. Well, and, and it's it's called nothing personal. Nothing. Which personal. is which is. A similar version of with all due respect. With all due respect. Right. Uh, a shorter version, a little bit more economical. Yeah, two okay. words. Also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm dying out. The Tampa Bay Rays have no heart. They're the tin men, no they're the tin men of Major League Baseball, yeah. and they don't care. They're like a robot. Right, yeah. and that they're going to steamroll your Red Sox. Yes, yeah, sweet. That, 460, plus 460. That whatever, that, whatever started, that whatever starting in the other divisional series, of no matter, nope. Rays will make the World Series, yep. and the Dodgers won't. And the team that will, that give the Rays the best shot of the competition, of beating, right. Right, is, is Milwaukee. A team the Dodgers just swept. Which he then called a disaster for Major League Baseball in terms of... Well, yeah, nobody wants to watch Brewers. Outside Rays. of just us diehards. Right. Who are going to die. And we'll be watching anyway. And would you take Aaron Judge three straight times in the ninth inning? I don't want to face that, but if I'm the Yankees, I think I would do that. Sold. Could you imagine, though, if that rule spot. gets adopted? Huh? Could you imagine that rule, though? I told you about that. No, I know, but you didn't say the same guy could bat okay. three times That's in a row. True. That That's would be terrible. I. This was a huge... This is like one of the biggest... Oh, you, you made way, PTI. This was one of the biggest kerfuffles this show has ever created. Yeah. And I, by the way, you were out yesterday. We totally skipped over the fact that yesterday was our seven-year anniversary. Know, totally yeah. So happy it. anniversary, happy everybody. Anniversary. Um, and... That was one of the biggest kerfuffles that I said someone in Major League Baseball, who's very high up the chain, told me that they're discussing a rule to make the ninth inning every game, anybody who's 
on the roster can come up and bat, no matter if they had just batted the next inning. Throw the lineup out. Right. First three guys up is anybody that's in that dugout. Anybody. And the point was, is like, when basketball comes down to the end, LeBron's in the game. Right. When football comes down to the end, Brady's in the game. Mm -hmm. When hockey comes down to the end, Sidney Crosby's in the game. Right. Right? So why in baseball, when it all comes down to it, somebody's not in the game just because it's not their spot in the order? Because that's how baseball works. Understood. (laughs) But when it comes down to attracting a young audience, it's like, hey, stay tuned in the ninth inning because anything can happen. Literally anything and anybody can happen. So stay tuned in the ninth. And you were like outraged about uh, that. Like, what if somebody's got a perfect game yeah, through eight innings, and then all of a sudden they have to face the three best hitters again? Right. That's preposterous. And baseball's like, we got to do something. So that was what we were, what was said here. And, and everybody was just like, what was that? What's that whole thing? And he's saying, though, it could be judge, 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 like that Bugs Bunny cartoon since yes. Amy Trassi's coming around and everything's Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. Here it comes. Judge Stanton, Judge would be something I would have put up in that ninth inning the other night. <laughs> Down four. No, you should have had Stanton hit because he would have hit three home runs. No, in he put, no, he would have hit three singles. Yeah, because he wouldn't have run. Because nothing was working for the Yankees that night. Because he wouldn't. Have, oh, it's that's gone. But you do that. He'd, hit, he'd hit three singles, and Phil Nevin would wave him from first to second. He would <laughs> go from third, third. He would just say, "I'm now, I'm now coaching both." boxes and you just keep going by the way you don't think awesome? like a windmill like, like a like a turnstile window you just go you know, keep going. Great. only phil nevin's gonna get fired and it's gonna be hilarious uh, not for yeah. phil nevin all right you know you when do we, that though and you take away the bucky denton moments the aussie smith moments where the little guys with the light bats Einstein come up and, and all those yeah, guys. Only, yeah. In the, only in the ninth i'm just saying though uh, like last it, night that would have and is it only the bottom of the ninth so is it a home team advantage? No, I or? think it's both inning, both teams it's in the ninth. Both teams in the yeah. ninth. Anything goes. No, that's not the way. It oh works. yeah. Uh, Imagine take a in break. '85, the Cardinals send up Jack Clark instead of Ozzie Smith, and now we don't get go crazy, folks, from Joe Buck. Top from Jack Buck, rather. Four teams that need a win in Week Five. There's a lot of them. Uh, I've got, I've got four. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Amy Trask still to come as well. My four downs prior to Week Five starting tonight. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code 
Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It is five, 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 week five in the National Football League. It's going fast, fast, too fast. Too fast, too fast. 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 It's got to slow down. Week five, look at that schedule up there on the screen. News out of Atlanta. Calvin Ridley not on the flight to London. He's out. Whoa. So the Jets, second straight week, the number one receiver, the team that they're facing, not playing. That was just announced. Not on the flight to London. Sort of like Urban uh, to Jacksonville. <laughs> not on the plane. Not, not on the plane. But Calvin's uh, also licking his wounds. I mean, that's what they're doing. So uh, he's out. So that, that'll be on in, uh, at NFL Network Sunday Kyle, Kyle morning. Kyle Pitts, let's go. Kyle Pitts, here we go. Make Kyle it up. Pitts. It's time. Let's go. It's time. Uh, hit it, Mike Del Tufo. Hit it, hit it, hit Hit some music right here on the Rich Eyes Show. Hit it. Hit NFL Films music. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. I've got four teams that need a win. Look, one and three. You don't want to be one and three. Anybody who's one and three does not want to be one and four. So clearly those would be the teams that must win this weekend. I get it. But when it comes down to location where they are in their division and who they're playing and what was expected of them and where they could go if they could dig out of these holes, I got four teams for you. First one up, Steelers Broncos. This is it, man. We're already talking about Big Ben's hip. And is the hip really covered for him, you know, needing – an AARP card, football-wise? <laughs> like, what's happening here? Can he dig out of it? The Broncos are coming in, you know, with a banged-up team themselves. Looks like it's going to be Drew Locke there in Western PA. Drew Locke, in your building. You should take care of it. Big Ben, here we go. Come on. Big week. They need a win. Two and three would be a big difference than one and four in all these questions about what's going on. Number two. Vikings against the Lions. You give the Lions their first home win of the year. I mean, their first win of the year in your home, and you fall to one and four. Then it's more than just, well, we lost to Cincinnati because we fumbled it in overtime. Well, we missed a field goal in Arizona in week two. No, you're you're a hard one and four, and the division is you can kiss that baby goodbye. Adios. And uh, they need it. Two and three, much bigger and better than one and four for the Minnesota Vikings who have designs in the playoffs because Kirk Cousins is getting paid like Garrett Cole. So he's got to get out there and they got to start winning some football games and get into the playoffs. Here's another one. Monday Night Football. We're talking to Carson Wentz on Friday. Colts, they still have a shot at this division. The The Tennessee Titans are two and two. You're now one and three. 
You beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football, and you go into Baltimore and beat a stout team like the Ravens, and you run downhill and win a game against this team? then you really can win this division. You really will also have a nice conference win in your back pocket. You got to improve. You got to just not only build your own record, obviously, but build your conference record, too. One and four versus two and three. What a big difference that would be for the Indianapolis Colts. And fourth, we just mentioned him. They're not going to have Calvin Ridley. And this division has has not one, but two three-win teams in it. And the Saints being pissed off. You're one and four, and you're the Atlanta Falcons, and you lose to the New York Jets over in London and have that long ass flight back home, sitting there at one and four, and you let the Jets improve to two and three off the mat, and you're Matt Ryan, and you're the Matty Ice or the Matchroll or whatever, and Zach Wilson beats your team. That would be a disaster for the Atlanta Falcons. So those are four teams right there uh, on the rich eyes. I think we need one more. All right, we'll get one more. All right, we'll oh, get one more. Well, 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 well done. Well, That's called production value. Look at yeah. us. This is not a one-win team, but I mentioned this yesterday, Chris, when you were out. How big is a win for an 0-4 team? Well, it gets you back on a straight and narrow. It can keep wolves at bay. It can do all sorts of good for confidence, certainly if you've got a rookie quarterback, so on and so forth. But when it keeps... The franchise's plan as straight and narrow as possible when it's totally off the rails involving your head coach. When the plan is to hire the most successful college coach willing to come to the NFL in Urban Meyer and put him together with Trevor Lawrence. And this is a huge game. The Jaguars, out of all the other teams, need this win more than anybody else because if they fall to 0-5 and look terrible in so doing, and it is, as I said yesterday, the personification of a no-confidence vote by the players in their head coach. I don't. I think the Jaguars will have no choice but to move on right then and there, five games in, and wow. be done wow. with it. Not even on the bye week. I don't think they would. It would. Ooh, it would. Nice. It would take what's boiling in Jacksonville and just turn it up another 150 degrees. Wow. I don't know why I just chose that number out of thin air. It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, yeah, like 212 but, is boiling. Oh, okay. So yeah, you, it's already boiling. Yeah. There would be no water left in the pot. Right. Oof. And those are my teams that need a win in Week Five more than any other. So I gave you five for Week Five. You, you think we need one more? <laughs> All right, we'll get one more. Well, we don't just, nah, we don't just gave us one. So yeah. happy not to hear my team's name in there for once. <laughs> Amy Trask, I know, right? Congrats. <laughs> Amy Trask is going to join us coming up on the Rich Eisen Show.